MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? Honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. Ask Men Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening is a writer and an actor who has starred in The Mindy Project, A Wrinkle in Time, and Ocean's 8. Her new film is Late Night. So you went to our parents' parent company in order to make this interview? Yep. And you have no experience in comedy? No, no, I'm obsessed with comedy. No, I've seen every episode of the show. I've read every book written about it. I do a little stand-up. Where? If you have a problem, ask a chemist. She'll always have the solution. <laughs> Which kills with people who know about chemistry. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Mindy Kaling. Today. Fantastic. And I did not get that kind of entrance. You not, got that kind of entrance. Not just because they applauded for me. I can sense they're cool and smart people. Very much. Very Do you much. know what I mean? Oh, sure, absolutely. They're also physically attractive. And good looking. Very, yeah, very, yes. I yes. scanned the audience and I was like, this is a bunch of smoke shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, nice to ha- see you again. I'm so happy to be here. I've been lucky enough to see a fair amount of you recently because I, I, I interviewed the Montclair Film Festival for uh, for late night when mm-hmm. when you when you showed it there. Thank you so much for being there. Thank you. I night. went that to your home for a short you, time. Yeah, you. I got you drunk. Yes. <laughs> Briefly, afternoon day drinking with Mindy Kaling. It was great. Now uh, you went to uh, Dartmouth, and and you have a fancy playwriting degree, right? <laughs> is the is the yes. is the degree in playwriting? Yes. Yeah, I was. Thank you. Thank you. I'm educated. I'm not just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to college. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So fancy playwriting degree. Yes. Were you always were you always writing even, even as a child? Mm-hmm. Always. And, well, because yeah. And 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 did you did you write comedy as a child? Well, I um, my mom was a doctor and I was a real latchkey kid. We weren't let to have any babysitters or anything because they were too suspicious of American people. <laughs> so I would go to my mom's office and she was an OBGYN. So there's one office where she would talk to patients, one where she would do exams, and one where she would draw blood, like a phlebotomy office. Sure. And so after school, I would just go to the phlebotomy office. And if they had to draw blood, they would ask the patient, like, are you cool with the six-year-old being there? <laughs> She's the doctor's daughter. And and for the most part, they said yes, and if not, I would stand in the hallway. <laughs> all, all this to say that there was a typewriter in there, and what I would do until my mom finished work was, she's like, you can read or you can write, that's it. So I would sit with the typewriter. This is making me sound really old. <laughs> I'd sit with the typewriter, and I would just, like, write little plays. So. And, and be adorable doing it, because 
This is. Oh no. This is the look back then. Oh no. No, I'm horrible. It's fantastic. Those glasses are coming back. <laughs> they, those are hip glasses. They are hip glasses. Yeah. This is, I just want to bite those cheeks. Oh. How old are, how old are you here? Uh, I think I'm five there. Five? And, uh, do, no, you have I'm a daughter. So, your daughter's so two proud. now? Yes, my daughter's one and a half. Does she, is she, do you see a resemblance? Do you guys look alike? I think she does, unfortunately, look a lot like that. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Do you remember, uh, how old were you, and do you remember the first joke you ever wrote? Well, um, when I was around six or seven, and I was, again, I was working, I would be after school, mm. I would write these little one-act plays, like one-page plays. And then between my mom's patients, I would run over to her office and be like, read this. And she is, you know, she was always very, very hard on things to make her laugh. She would not laugh if she didn't think it was funny, even to a six or seven-year-old. Sure. And so I wrote a play about a haunted house where um, a mummy, a witch, and a Dracula, a vampire... <laughs> lived, lived, yeah. lived, and uh, lived together in a haunted house. And the witch thought that the house was was um, kind of run down. And she said to the mummy and the Dracula, uh, "How much are we paying in mortgage on this haunted house?" <laughs> because I I just learned about mortgages from sure. my dad. And so I showed it to my mom, and she didn't laugh out loud because who literally who could laugh out loud at that that stupid play? But she smiled, and she's like, "I like this." So that was the first. That wow. was the first joke wow. I can remember writing. Were they okay with you becoming a writer? Yeah, they loved it. But they were, um, they loved it because they loved growing up. We listened to like Nichols and May on long car rides. We listened mm -hmm. to that later. I, I would watch Seinfeld, and, and they they loved comedy, even though I don't have anyone in the business on either side of my family. Mm -hmm. But they loved it. They just wanted me to be extremely successful, <laughs> so they could brag to people. So there was still a lot of pressure. When did that come around? When did they start bragging? I remember when I slapped Steve, Steve Carell on the second episode of The Office. <laughs> they were like, that was cool. It is cool. You're He's... slapping really funny people. Well, you got the new film Late Night, um, uh, where you play a, a, a young writer who's it's her first comedy writing job. What's, what's your character's name again? Molly Patel. Molly Patel. And uh, Emma Thompson is your co-star. Mm -hmm. And we just had her on recently. Uh, just Was it last night? Just last night to talk about it. Do, what was your first memory of meeting her? Was it? Did you ever see her when you were younger, like on stage or in in the films? Yeah, when I was eleven, my mom dragged me to see Much Ado About Nothing, the movie. Sure. And I was so mad about it because Why? I didn't know anything about Shakespeare, and it sounded really boring to me. And it's Much um, Ado About Nothing. Why would you want to go see something that's about you? nothing? Yes. Yeah. And so I went to go see it with her, and it is so funny and so well made and her performance is fantastic and she's so beautiful that I just became really obsessed with her and in fact I asked my mom I demanded that we go see it again the next weekend and so I just been tracking her career since So what was then. it like to to work with her then to like write something for her and to work with her was that was that nerve-wracking or just sort of joyful It was nerve-wracking but the thing with Emma is that she is um, I don't know you you've met her sure. she just plows through any nervousness and she just wants everyone to be really comfortable and she does this thing that I really love which when you work with um, young actresses and that are new in the business a lot of times they they don't want to really say like what they really feel about things because they don't want to offend anyone because they're just Marriott Hotel. sorry <laughs> hey hey 
My watch. Hold on. Hold on. Hold my on. watch got a phone call, and I tried to put my hand over it because I forgot to put it to sleep. And it was a it was a call from Marriott Hotel. It was in a, your awards your awards program for Marriott. Yes. Interrupted my touching story <laughs> about Emma Thompson. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. I have so many. You're rich. Why do you need an awards program? I, 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 this is how you get rich. You go for the rewards. Exactly. I also steal rolls from Aubin Pain. I don't even, you know, I don't even know. I have so many more questions about your financial situation. <laughs> I don't use an awards program. He has... Here's the thing. No, Hold on. Has, here's the thing. No, no. Hold here's on. the thing. He has the, he has the number one show on TV. And he's like, oh, I gotta make sure that if I travel, <laughs> that me and my wife and my three children are being hosted in an economical way. Uh, you get put up everywhere. Sure, sure, but we can upgrade. I don't even know. I, I'm in a movie with Emma Thompson. Like, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> like, I put my hand over it thinking, I know that if you put your hand over it, it just tells it to go away because I forgot oh, to put it on sleep really before subtle. the show. <laughs> really subtle. Continue. I tried. I was trying. I was trying. Can we play that back? Can we play yes. back the moment when I was trying to do that? I'm so sorry. Please accept my apology. It's fine. I was trying to do this so it would just stop, and I thought, okay. oh, damn, did I just answer the phone on my wrist? And then I thought, well, I'll know in a moment if they start talking. You know, you know when this ends, he's going to be, like, scrambling, like, ah, oh, I hope I still got that reward. <laughs> I hope I didn't delete that. Hold that thought, Mindy Kaling. We have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? Honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. Ask Men Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there. Hey, everybody, we're here with our friend Mindy Kaling. 
So anyway, the show, the movie is called Late Night, yes. and it's about a late night show. And huh. you actually went and spoke to some of my late night writers to get a sense of what it was like to write for a late night show. Yes. Did they have nice things to say? Because <laughs> I, yeah. They loved you. Oh, that's nice. I like them now. Yes. <laughs> they, they loved you, yeah. and I, I actually talked to a lot of the female writers on your staff. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. And um, it was, it was, it was great to research that because all my experience has been the scripted half hour world. So. Yeah. It was really nice. Did you ever want to work in or uh, late night in any way? It's really hard. It is you fast. Have to, you have to do a lot of it. You have to turn your phone off before the show starts. <laughs> and if you like, and you're feeling really good right now, aren't like you? It's like a list of things. You're feeling really good right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'll move off of no, it. No, it's I so it's it. so amazing what it. you do. I mean, I did so much research and I watched so much old, um, old, old. I watched Dick Cavett and Johnny Carson and sure. Leno and Letterman and everyone. And um, it's amazing. It actually made me have a real newfound respect for you. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, because <laughs> well, you. no, honestly, because I mean. Um, it's so hard you hear in TV about trying to hit all four quadrants of people. And what I really respect about you on the show is that you really are so authentic. Like what you're saying in your monologue is really how you feel. Yeah, and it's pretty really, much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I... Thank you, that's so nice of you to say. No, but like, now, yeah. Now the character, Molly, now she, she is the only female writer in this room. Mm -hmm. In the late night room, and uh, she's a diversity hire. You've talked about that at your experience at the office. Is she based upon your experience at the office? You know, I'm always so careful about this because my, if you watch the movie, they're very unwelcoming to my character. But at the office, those guys were welcoming. But I was the only woman, yeah. and I was the only minority on the staff mm -hmm. when I started there. And it was terrifying. Well, um, it's really funny. And, and the, the, it was nerve-wracking for me to watch. Really? Well, yeah, because I thought that maybe you were going to some my own mannerisms would show up in any one of the characters <laughs> or something like that because we've known each other for a little yes, while. Yeah. Um, was there anything that surprised you about like how we put these shows together? Well, one thing that well, one thing that I didn't talk about. I mean, I did so much research was how obsessed everyone is with lunch. That's like. <laughs> A big part of like yeah, of comedy writer culture, and food culture in general basically start off with a whole bunch of cereal, right? Yes, yeah, and in the first day, and with cereal usually. And you, when you're locked in a room with you know some other people the whole day, you just look forward to lunch so much. I ended up not putting it in the movie because it's pretty boring. But in my writer's room, we're like obsessed with lunch, and what we like on the mini project. On the, on the mini project, and I have two new shows right okay. now. No big deal. <laughs> It's true. No, it's true. No, it doesn't matter. We just said... A little bit of a big deal. A little bit of a big deal. But on the, on the shows, we're always talking about lunch. Yeah. And um, we actually have this a wheel that we spin for a lunch. A wheel of lunch? A wheel of lunch. Did they send that we to ordered, me? We they, get, order... they sent me this. Is that what this is the yeah. wheel of lunch is? This is the wheel of lunch. So where we go to lunch is such a big deal that every morning at the start of the day, we spin this wheel. And that the wheel decides where we go to lunch. And what if you don't like it? Hey, I hate this because I'm the boss and I feel like we should just go wherever I want to go. Well, what happens if you spin it and, and you like your, what if you're like vegan and it says, you know, McDonald's? Okay, so this is what happens. You can pay a dollar to veto the spin and the dollar goes into a pot. Wow. And then you can spin again, but sometimes it could land on a non-vegan place again. And then you have to throw another dollar and in? you have to keep, no, two dollars. Oh, so it's it it keeps. Now, where does that money go eventually? Um, there is something on there that says uh, you win the pot of money. So it's Wheel of Fortune, but for lunch. It's a well, huge waste of time. Long, yeah. What's the most has ever been in the pot? 
Um, $123. What? Yeah, that's what happens when you veto. Wow. I want to have lunch with you. Yeah, it's fun. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for being <laughs> here. You. So it's sorry great. about the walk. I love that. Thank you for having me. Late Night is in theaters this Friday. Mindy Kaling, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. There's one question that has stumped the universe for centuries, and that question is, why do men? Join me, Emma Willman, on my quest to find out the answers on Ask Men Anything. Each week, I'm interviewing the funniest and most interesting men I know to ask the biggest, weirdest, and most pressing questions of Earth's most mysterious beings. Questions like, how do men really feel about your friends? What are men actually insecure about? Honestly, I will ask them pretty much anything. Just write in AMA at Betchers.com. Let's get to the bottom of this together. Ask Men Anything is out now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit follow in your listening apps so you don't miss an episode. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday. I'll see you there.